welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle, and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research, and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better. So this episode, my first student profile that I want to talk with you about is all about our fidgety students. Now, massively misunderstood, I know we can walk into a classroom and we might just presume that there's some students that are just being fidgety, finding ways of distracting themselves just so that they don't need to do the work. However, we're talking about people with sensory processing difficulties and so when we're seeing them fidgeting, there's a need, there's a reason behind why they're doing the thing that they're doing. So let's talk about this a little bit deeper. What can fidgeting be? It might be someone moving around in their chair, It might be someone changing body position quite a lot. So moving their feet onto the chair, crouching on the chair, standing up, sitting down, leaning over, leaning forwards. It might be picking up things on the desk in front of them and fiddling with them in their hands. It might be rolling things around on their fingers. It might be picking things. It might be scratching things. It might be fidgeting with a pen or doodling on something. There's so many ways that we can observe fidgety students. And so when we are supporting a student who finds it difficult to sit still or to not play with the things around them, we really need to understand why they're doing that. And for many of our students, If they are doing that and they have sensory processing difficulties, it doesn't mean that they're not listening to you, that they're not taking in your instructions. So if you're a teacher and you're concerned because you think that that student just isn't listening to you, it's highly likely that when they are fidgeting with that thing or moving in their chair or um, doodling, that actually it's helping them to concentrate. It's helping them to take in that information. So what are some of the sensory reasons behind why we might see someone fidgeting? So if someone's in their seat and they're moving around and they're changing body position, it might be related to their proprioceptive sense. So that's the awareness of where their body is. So the feedback they're getting from their joints and their muscles. So by moving around a lot in my chair, I'm constantly feeling where my body is. Whereas when I sit still, actually I'm just feeling that one part. So you might notice that some people tap their feet on the floor or wiggle their legs. That again can be for that proprioceptive input, that body awareness, that consistent feeling and reassurance of where their body is. And we all need that. We all need to be aware of where our body is in order for us to be able to concentrate. So if someone's fidgeting, it can be that proprioceptive awareness, that 
that body awareness. If someone's got something in their hand, so they're fidgeting with some blue tack or a pen or something that they found on the table, again, they're using their fingers, their joints and their muscles to fiddle with that object. And when they're doing that, they're getting that proprioceptive input again. And so it can be really great for that body awareness. We constantly need to feel where our body is for us to do everything in our lives, for us to be able to walk, to stand up, to move, to um, process an instruction. I need to be able to feel confident at where my body is. When I go to the toilet, when I eat, when I sleep, all of these activities, it's really, really important for me to feel where my body is for me to be able to do them. Now, some other senses it could relate to might be tactile. So it might be that someone's looking, they're seeking out for more tactile input. So when I'm fidgeting around in my chair, I'm getting lots of different textures, feeling different surfaces. It might be when I'm feeling something in my hands, I'm getting that feedback on my skin. I might be pushing things, I might be squeezing things. And yes, it can be proprioceptive, but it may also be tactile. Other reasons may be relating to our vestibular sense. So especially if you notice someone's head moving, because that's where our vestibular sense is modulated. I've explained that in some of the other podcasts. So anytime my head moves, I'm getting that movement input. So if I'm sitting on a chair, if I'm moving my head forwards and backwards, then I'm getting movement input without needing to get up and walk around and jump and run and and all of the more athletic ways I might get that vestibular input otherwise. So we've spoken about proprioception, so the feedback from our joints and our muscles. We've spoken about tactile and we've spoken about vestibular. Now, these three senses are all really big senses. Two of them are internal, so our proprioceptive and vestibular senses are all internal senses. So the information comes from inside of our bodies. And our tactile sense is referred to as our largest external sense because it's all of our skin. It's all of the outside of our body. But also, we can get those messages inside as well. So we feel that something is cold when we drink it. For example, when we're eating ice cream, we can feel that it's cold. And again, that's our tactile sensory system. So when someone is fidgeting, it could be any of those senses. And so you have to relate the purpose to each specific student. So we can't presume that every student is fidgeting for the same reason. Now, just a few other things I want us to consider. When we notice a fidgety student, we must also consider, is it the fact that that student might just want to remove themselves, might just want to get away from the activity or thing that they're doing? And that could be for a sensory reason. So it could be because it's too noisy, because it's too smelly, because it's too bright, any of those reasons, but it could also be because they're bored. Now, being bored sometimes can be because we're not challenging our students enough. And so we might see that fidgety response as more of a behaviour. 
And if we do recognise it as more of a behaviour, then how can we maybe help to support our student to engage more in their work? Can we give them something that's more challenging? Or can we make sure that there is another activity, a piece of work to do when they have finished their work? So if we go back to thinking about proprioception, tactile vestibular, and the reasons why we might recognise fidgety students... Most of the time that student is needing to fidget in order to help them to regulate. Now, we all are constantly regulating our bodies. We need to regulate our bodies in order to be able to concentrate, to be able to listen to instructions, to be able to focus on activities and to be able to do things. So to be able to um, respond to something that we've been asked to do. If we have difficulties in recognising and regulating that sensory input, then we're going to find it really difficult to then focus or to concentrate. So imagine you're sitting in a chair at your desk and your foot has got pins and needles. And that's now travelling up your leg and your leg's got pins and needles. When you've got that pins and needles, you're doing something about it. You might start wiggling your leg, you might start tapping your foot, you might move your leg around, you might change body position. Now you're doing that because you're not quite feeling where your body is. And when you are feeling where your body is, it feels strange, it feels different. And so it's essentially distracting you from being able to do your work because that pins and needles just really, really bugging you. Now, imagine if you're sitting in your chair and you find it difficult to balance on your chair. So to feel where your feet are so that you can place them evenly in front of you. And so you might be a student who always sits on their leg. So they have one leg on the seat and one leg on the floor. And when they do that, they're getting more pressure from their joints and their muscles in that leg. And so they're feeling more about where their body is. It might be that constantly moving around in their chair is giving them that change of how their body is feeling and what it's doing to help them to stay alert, to help them stay focused on the work that they're being asked to do. Now, if we were to support this student and we were to remove the element of what they were fidgeting with, so if it's an object or if we're asking them to stop moving, it's highly likely you're going to notice that that student will find it very difficult to concentrate. So if we were to correct the way that that student is sitting, so to sit with their feet flat on the floor without providing any other way for them to get that proprioceptive feedback, we will notice that that student will still do something because actually they're not quite feeling regulated. They're not quite feeling as they need to feel in order to be focused on their work. So by us removing or stopping something for someone who is fidgety, if they have a sensory processing difficulty, will notice that there'll be a negative impact on the way that they can then concentrate and focus. So it's exactly the same with having things around them to fidget within their hands. 
As a teacher, we might think, oh, they're distracting themselves. They're just not focusing on what I'm asking them to do. However, if we keep the object there, if we keep the thing there that they're fidgeting with, or we provide something as part of their learning that they can fidget with, it's highly likely they're going to be learning more about that activity because they're getting that sensory input that they require, whether that's proprioceptive or whether that's tactile, if they're fidgeting with an object. It may well be both. Now, some students fidget with objects before they have to hold a pencil or do some typing because actually it can be a really great waking up activity for their fingers and hands. You might notice other students that clap or bang tables or squeeze things. And for them, that can be a really effective way for them to wake up their fingers before they then do some writing work. Now, this is for exactly the same reason as why we might see someone moving around in their chair or fidgeting with something. They're doing that action. They have that characteristic, that sensory characteristic, because that's what their body needs in order to feel at its best, in order to be able to integrate everything together, for it to work together, for them to be able to do that thing, to listen to your instructions or to read that book. So when we're supporting students, can you think about the work that you provide? If you've noticed a student needs to have something in their hands to manipulate, can you provide fidgets? Can you provide stress balls? Can you provide maybe pens with things on them that can be fidgeted with or activities on the table which relate to the work that you are teaching about but also helps them to stay focused on their task as well as learn about something new because maybe that fidget is relating to the topic as well. If we include it as part of their learning then we're just going to be reinforcing, we really are going to be supporting our students so much better because we're helping them to find new ways to regulate and to learn and when we can empower our students to thrive and to really achieve the best that they can we are doing the best that we can as well and we will just see such positive impact on our students as well as our relationships with our students as well. So when we have a classroom and we have 30, 40 different students, we need to personalise the way that we teach them. We need to personalise the way that we support them and in order to do that, we really do need to understand their specific sensory needs. Now, as a teacher, you might be thinking, oh my goodness, Becky, you're just expecting me to create personalised work for each and every student. No. Now, you might want to for some specific students, but actually, you still plan your lessons in a way that you usually do for everyone. However, when you're planning, you also consider ways you can adapt or include extra elements to that activity to support tactile exploration, to support body awareness, to support maybe smell or sound or visual. So then every class that you plan, every lesson that you plan, you're considering 
your multi-sensory learning and by doing that it just means next year when you teach the same topic with a new group of students you're already prepared for the sensory support systems needed for their learning as well. So it's not creating more work, it's just expanding on what you've already got and thinking, how can I make this learning hands-on? How can I make this learning visual? How can I make this learning auditory-based? And that's what's really going to help you focus your fidgety students. This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, sensorispectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website, you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources, as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you. But otherwise, thanks for listening.